0: Good evening. This year on uh, VaYikra is in honor of uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Daniel Leitman zecheran Mr. Leitman was one of the first, the earliest supporters of the yeshiva and Bruria, and uh, we remember him fondly for that reason. Also, his daughter, one of our first students, has remained a close friend and supporter of the yeshiva and the various activities. Thank you again, and uh, our honor to Mr. Daniel Lakeman. We're starting the book of Ayikra. And you know, the Ramban taught us that books have themes, that books are about topics. Uh, The Ramban taught us that the first book of the Torah Reishit is about creation, Yitzirah, the word Yitzirah. The second word, the second word uh, that applies to the book of Shemot is Gullah, redemption. But now that the world has been created, and the creation of the world means, of course, the creation of Am Yisrael, because they ultimately are the justification for the existence of the world in some way or other. We have to think about it, but there's no doubt that Am Yisrael, the existence of Am Yisrael and the existence of the world are a a kind of a package deal. That's the way it is. But Am Yisrael had to go, in order to become Am Yisrael, they had to go through some difficulty a uh, part of that difficulty was uh, slavery in Egypt, then wandering in the desert, then wars in 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 the eastern side of the Jordan River, then on the western side of the Jordan River, Eretz Canaan. These are difficulties that we had to go through. We had to suffer them in order to become what we were supposed to become, which is redeemed, Geulah. But the Book of Vayikra. The book of Ayikra, which is the book that follows Shemot, follows Gula, I mean, I understand that it has a place, but how does it fit into the grander scheme of things? The scheme of things that started with the book of Bereshit, Yitzira, and continued with the book of Shemot, Gula. And we come up to the book of, Vayikra, which is a book of rules and regulations, mostly. About the Beit HaMikdash and the Korbanot, about Tumar about kosher animals and unkosher animals. All of these things are very important. But how would we name them? How would we name them? So we look to the Ramban to create a name. But before we get to the Ramban, I want to look at the last psukim in the book of Shemot. The last Psukim in the book of Shmot, and then the first pasuk in the book of Ayikra. In order to understand where the seam is, where Shmot and Ayikra come together, so take a look. If you have the uh, if you have the sheet, so that's great. If you don't have the sheet, if you don't have the sheet, then uh, uh, you can look at the chumash, a new idea, brand new idea. The end of Shmot, the last five psukim Listen ad et mishkan. anan, there was a cloud that covered ol moed. Ol is the the building, the central building in the mishkan, <coughs> which was just built. The mishkan, the tabernacle, was just built, and then kvod Hashem et ha mishkan, kvod Hashem. Uh, I don't know if Kodashem is the Anan or it was something different, but well, let's say it was, the, there was an Anan in the Mishkan, but people knew that this Anan represented the presence of God. It was not simply a rain cloud. Certainly not. And then Pasuk Lamed Hay says, Lo yachol Moshe Mavoh el omo 8. Something happened. Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to come into the Ohel Moed, into the tent or into this building, <coughs> which was in the, the Mishkan, which was in the Mishkan in the tabernacle. Kishachan alav because the Anan, this cloud, this glory of God was dwelling upon it in other words, it was crowded. It was crowded. There was something on top of the Mishkan and something in the Mishkan. And so Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't go into, into that Mishkan. But I just ask you to remember, who went up onto Har Sinai? Who received the Luchot from HaKodesh Baruch, the tablets of stone? Who came down with those tablets and with the Torah that he would then dispense to Am Yisrael. Wasn't that Moshe Rabbeinu? So at the end of the, of, of the book of Shmot, not only does the puzzle speak about the glory of the achievement of Am Yisrael in building the Mishkan, after all, they created a place for the presence of God. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. I mean, like, you know, you wouldn't take a novice and tell him to build a bridge. You wouldn't take a novice and tell him to go and speak to a Kurdish But Moshe Rabbeinu did that. He was far from a novice in somehow having something to do with, uh, with a Kurdish He was not a novice. And yet, at the end of the parish of Bikudai, Right, at the end of the parashat, the Torah says unequivocally, right? Unequivocally, read the Pesach again, new rules, Moshe Rabbeinu cannot penetrate, cannot go in, cannot do actually what he has done. That Talmud, that, that Matam Torah, the giving of the Torah takes on a new form and that form is going to be that God calls Moshe Rabbeinu and says, come in, I have a little more Torah to give you. He gets the Torah, he comes out, and he teaches B'nai Israel. Instead of Moshe Rabbeinu being the impetus for receiving the Torah, for giving the Torah, for passing on the Torah, he is rather the agent. He's a regular agent. But a wants him to function, Kodesh Baruch Hu calls it, but the Kodesh is not interested in teaching Torah at that moment. So Moshe Rabbeinu is out of a job. And now the Anan is not simply representing the presence of God, but also represents the will of God. And what does God want? Well, God wants sometimes when Israel to camp and sometimes to move. So it's the Anan. It's the Anan that tells us this story. Let's move. Let's stay. Let's camp. Let's decamp. All of this was part of the job of the Anan, not only representing the presence of God, but representing the will of God. And the will of God, of course, in in terms in prosaic human terms. Stand, sit, go, come. That all was the will of that became the will of God. And then Pasukla Midzayim. Pasukla lo ale anan velo u u ad yom ha alato. If the anan sits in its place and does not rise up, indicating the time has come to leave, then that's it then we stay. We stay where we are. Ki Anan ala Mishkan Yomam, the Anan, the cloud of God, sits upon the Mishkan, the tabernacle during the day. And at night there's a fire that burns a pillar of fire, lay Nekol And that somehow the pillar of fire at night, and the Anan, the cloud during the day, they become the actual leaders of the Israel. So you see that leadership, if you remember, we spoke about it uh, last week, I think, that leadership, that the leader of Am Yisrael, which was, an exclu- was exclusively the providence of Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu was getting orders directly from HaKodesh Bochum, which meant actually that HaKodesh Bochum was the, was the leader. <coughs> that changed. That changed. The, the, the leadership passed to the pillar of yeah, fire, of yeah. to the Anan HaKavod, to the cloud of the Kavod. And Moshe Rabbeinu himself became a follower. He followed the Anan. He followed the Ash, the pillar of fire. When it comes to meeting up with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, well, that changed. Moshe Rabbeinu went up at Har Sinai, the end of the parish of Mishpatim. HaKadosh calls Moshe Rabbeinu and says, come up, come up on the mountain. You, just you, you alone, come up on the mountain and you'll stay with me 40 days and 40 nights and probably learn all of the mitzvot of the torah you Moshe Rabbeinu you Moshe Rabbeinu come to HaKodesh whereas now that's sort of changed the emphasis here is on the fact that there is a cloud but Moshe Rabbeinu can't come in He can't come in because there's a cloud the presence of God takes up the room and so things have changed. On the one hand, we've experienced Gullah, we've experienced redemption, but on the other hand, our position is not what it was. We're not quite as close to Akodishboch. I mean you might say, Lulu the Mr. Fina would say that maybe it's the Khaita Egel that caused this change, as the, the Torah itself indicates. That the sin of the golden calf is not forgiven. Not forgiven, and because it's not forgiven, it prevents certain kinds of certain kinds of things from from being from happening. So that's what the, that's what the, the Gemara says. That's what the, the pasuk says. We look at Rashi. It's important to to know what Rashi says. Moshe Rabbeinu was not able, as so the Posuk says, to go into Olmoed. moed echad omeh, another pasuk says, ubevo that Moshe Rabbeinu did come into Olmoed, into the tent. Ba-katuv ha-shlishi there's a third Posuk that we have to read in order to understand how we uh, divide up the Stup-Sukim, uh, that according to Rashi, it's not uh, the ultimate, uh, uh, rishut. Permission that Moshe Rabbeinu had to come in to see God, but that there were times that he could come in and times he could not come in. That's the way Rashi understands the difference between what was and what is, right? What was and what is. And then the last Pasuk, called Beit Yisrael, Bechol right? That's uh, uh, the last Pasuk before the eyes of Kol Bnei Yisrael, every time they moved in the desert, the Anan kind of made it to the place and stopped there. That even the place where they dwelt where they camped, it's also called Masa trip. Rashi Rashi deals with the Pasuk with a word, with a difficult word. Masa means to move. It sounds like it means to move, but it actually could mean to stay, to camp that's what that's what uh, what rashi helps us with <coughs> so we see we get the idea that moshe Rabbeinu's position is changing and is not quite what it was okay so now here we are the first pasuk in the parish of Ayikra, right the parish of Ayikra the parasha Vayikra is the first parasha in the next book which is also called Vayikra which is also called Vayikra the pasuk says the pasuk says this the pasuk says this i hope you you see it the first pasuk in Vayikra, Vayikra Moshe and God called out to Moshe by the and God spoke to him. the obvious obvious the kind of thing that Rashi is gonna jump on right away. Is what do you need by love? If the Poseid would have said just by love that God spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu, so I would know. I would know that the God, Vayikra el-Moshe, I mean, why is that important? Why is that necessary? So that's the pasuk. Now, on the, on the printed uh, page that I have in front of me, you don't see the fact that there's a small aleph in the word Vayikra, but there is. Not only is there a small aleph in the printed chumash, but there's a small aleph in the chumash that we read from shul. Write this, the, uh, what we read from in So now let's see. Let's see whether we can make something out of Rashi. How does Rashi make something out of this? So Rashi says, even though in other time, places, other places in the Chumash, the pasuk just says, we should know that this pasuk creates a pattern, which is always true. At first, God called Moshe, and then God spoke to Moshe. So this is, we we'll read the Rashi again, the verb, right? The verb, the verb, and the verb, and the verb, Rashi says, and the reason for this is the reason that the uh, used this introduction of Ayikra Moshe is, uh, is because of, of love. That uh, there was a special relationship <coughs> <coughs> between HaKodesh Baruch and Moshe Rabbeinu. It's also the, the, the words that the angels Use Shinemara Posuki Nisha Yahu Vikaraz Elze. They called out one to the other, and they said Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Vikarazelze. Okay, Karaz Elze Avalinavi Umota Olam Nigla Alehem velishon Arai Vituma. So Rashi chooses this Pasuk to clarify a real issue that is in part the result of the first two books of the Torah, but not only. But in the first two books of the Torah, Rishit and Shemot, it doesn't seem that prophecy is limited to Jews who are superior, as the Ramam says in the Mora or the Raman says in the Yad also, that Nevuah, to become a Navi, to become a prophet, you have to assume <coughs> a superior personality. And here in the books of Bereshit and Shemot, we have God speaking to and listening to and receiving uh, directives and, uh, and, and giving out directives to non-Jews to non-Jews, from the time of Abraham, I mean, even if you'll say that Abraham was, uh, but uh, from the time of Abraham, uh, Lot, uh, people who are maybe terach I mean, people who are certainly not the kinds of people we want to look up to. I mean, we're not talking about Bilam and Abimelech and, an endless number of non-Jews who are, who are the recipients of prophecy, who are recipients of prophecy. So Rashi says, (laughs) A-ra'i means not permanent, temporary. And Tuma means a certain kind of level of uncleanliness that we don't want to aspire to. So this is what it says in the book of By lo Bilam. Vav Yud Kufresh, right? You know it's it's a truncated word. The Alpha at the end is missing. It's not Vayikra but vaiikar. So Rashi says everybody understands that means love. And Vayikar means I'd like to get away with this conversation, but I have no choice. So that the difference between the prophecy of Avram avinu and the prophecy of Bilam is that the first is Chiba, love and appreciation, and the second, vayakar, is tuma, uncleanliness. And Arai, something that's temporary, doesn't last, it's not going to stay. And therefore, therefore Rashi finds that this point in the discussion, the time when Moshe Rabbeinu was not allowed to go into the omo aid whenever he wished, where Moshe Rabbeinu was made aware of the fact that he also had spiritual limitations and that even though Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who brought the Torah into the world, it's not true that that capacity remains with Moshe Rabbeinu ultimately and forever. But Moshe Rabbeinu himself has to give in to the the people who he was leading. After all, leading the Lord to lead the people of Israel from A to B, from Egypt to Eretz Canaan, he had to be connected to them. He couldn't be disconnected. Which is why, ultimately, you remember that Miriam and Aaron—they were disappointed in Moshe Rabbeinu. Why were they disappointed in Moshe Rabbeinu? Because he was spiritually unavailable. He was beyond them. And so they complained. Moshweb is not our leader. Yes, he's a great person. He's something special. I mean he's something that, that we've never seen anything like that before. We, we would accept any directive that he would give, but he's not really our leader. Miriam and Aram, right? Not really our leader because he's out of out of our, our league, so to speak. But to be the leader of a nation, you have to be connected to that nation sufficiently that they would be willing to follow you. And in the Book of Bamidbar, you saw that Moshe Rabbeinu had that problem. The people knew, <coughs> people knew who he was. That wasn't the issue. They understood who Moshe Rabbeinu was. But he wasn't what he, it was you see a kind of diminishing of Moshe Rabbeinu's status at the end of the book of Shemot and at the beginning of the book of Vayikra, a recovery. By the end of the book of Shemot, we say Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't go into the, into the uh, omoe Then in Vayikra, we say sometimes he could and sometimes he couldn't. And that's all hidden in the word Vayikra and you know that in the printed versions and in the written, the, 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 the stab sofa that we read from in Shul, on Shabbat, on Monday and Wednesday, right when we read from the Sefer Torah, there's a little Aleph, there's a little Aleph. And Rashi, for some reason, does not relate, does not mention, does not indicate that there's a little Aleph. However, in the drasha that he brings, in the words that he brings to bear on this, on this pasuk, he says, oh, vayikra, that's Moshe Rabbeinu. Vayikar, without an olive, that's bilam. Now, couldn't that be an explanation for the fact that there might have been a, a little olive at the end of the word, vayikra. And well, then you could say that maybe in the in the in the chumash that Rashi was using that he that he didn't have a little olive, but <coughs> Rashi somehow sometimes quotes the drasha on strange sukim or strange letters that don't really exist, but but they're in a chazal they're in a the chazal for example for example. Here, if you look in the Brayshit. Brayshit, one second. There we are. Noach Matzah Chein Hashem. The last Pasuk in the Parash of Brayshit. No Ahmad. So what does it say?? Uh, one second. One second. I'm with you. Here we are. The last words of the parish of Noach, I'm sorry, the last three words of the parish of Noach are Vayamot Terach Terach died in Haran, Haranu, right? That's where he died. Rashi says, If you look at the nun, Chet Reish Nun right? There's one Nun in the word. He says, if you look at the Nun and you look at the head of the Nun, which is supposed to be facing out, away from the word, you see it's turned around. You see it's turned around. To tell you something that uh, that God's anger at the created world ended with Abraham. Abraham was was the sign of uh, something important that happened. But if you look carefully, you see that the Quran, that the Nun of Haran is not turned around. Just Rashi says it's turned around. So two possibilities. One is that Rashi had a Khumish where it was turned around. And the other is that Rashi didn't care. Hazal had a Khumish like that. Somebody had a Khumish like that. It wasn't something that that they probably invented. <coughs> so you see that Rashi makes a drusha here at the beginning of Ayikra, which seems to be based on the idea, really based on the idea that uh, the Aleph is small. So the fact that the Aleph is not small doesn't really matter. I mean, you could say whatever you want to say, you could make a drusha about it, but you understand but you understand that what Rashi is emphasizing is that in spite of the fact that Moshe, <coughs> Moshe Rabbeinu's glory, or relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu changed after Matan Torah and the Chet HaEgel, his relationship still was beyond whatever we imagined, the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Goyim might have been. Let's look a little bit at the uh, <coughs> at the introduction of the Ramban. I told you that the Ramban taught us. Ramban taught us that Breshit is the book of Yitzirah of creation, the entire book, creation of Am Yisrael, the creation of the people who would be worthy of receiving receiving the Torah, and that the book of Shemot was the book of geulah the book of redemption. So Rashid so the Ramban writes, or he wrote an introduction to the book of Ayikra. If you have a Mikraot Gedolot, you'll find it there. Hasei Zehu torat kohanim v'haleviyim. He says, this book, the book of Ayikra is about kohanim and leviyim. an Erbo in Yanei HaKorbanot Kulal, it will tell us about the sacrifices. Who measures the Mishkan and who watches over the the Mishkan? He kasher Yas sefer echad veinyan agalut v'hagulami menu veishlimo veinyan oel moeid Hashem 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 malaetam Mishkan tivahu bekorbanot. This is the proper the proper order of things, just as Hakadosh Baruch Hu. As explained to the people about Yitzirah and led them out into the world, you know, redeemed. So he says, uh, So that's the time, the proper time for sacrifices. So again according uh, to the Ramban, according to the Ramban, what happened at the end of Shemot, the beginning of Yikram, Well, there's a Mishkan. And the Mishkan was the house of God, meaning that that the presence of God, right? Remember the Oel Moed and the Anan, and another Anan, Kvod Hashem, Anan Hashem. They're all right there in the middle of the Machaneh. So that's not a, like an easy burden for a regular people to assume. He says. He says you need a method by which B'nai Yisrael could purify themselves on a daily basis, enabling them to maintain the connection with to, to with to kabod Hashem to the glory of God and to the Anan Hashem. Uh, she is here Al tumat At Mikdash right? You know, we have to keep the Beta Mikdash clean and pure. v'gam shelo Alot El Hashem. This is the Ramban. The Ramban says, just as we were permitted from running up the mountain at the time of Har, Har Sinai, so too we are pre- prohibited, prohibited at all times i going up that mountain <speaking in Hebrew> you have to you have to differ, difference. this o is not just another place <speaking in Hebrew> right this is a, the the post that describes god's presence in the Machaneh, in the camp of Yisra'el. Ki azharat penyer su l'Hashem le'odu nafalim nenu rab. What will happen if they run up into the into the bedroom? Many will die. V'chakach yagbil ha'mishkan ke'hagmalot har Sinai ve'het hayot sham kavod Elohe Yisrael. So, so again, the Ramban says what happened was that the model was always Har Sinai. And that the place has to be protected, right? Has to be. Uh, that's what that's what we're witnessing. And then he goes on. That's the first part. The second part, the Ramban says, <speaking> in Erov has sefer hazeh bekorbanot beTorat haKorban haMakrivim uveMe'kom sheyitkariv <Hebrew> bo sheyitkariv bo veYavo uboKtza mitzvot. That means, so the Ramban the goes on to say that because of the necessity of shmirah, of making sure that we can take care of and watch over and and treat properly the mishkan and the old so naturally it makes sense that this would be the place in the torah that the torah would explain to us about about the korbanot etc uh, and then to i skipping I'm skipping a little of the uh of the ramban uh again I'm near the nearer to the bottom. He says. He says. Then even at the end, there's some. The Torah tells us about the Mo'adim, about the special days we get special korbanot. Also part of the of the deal. Imakoanim, the Ber Aaron Velbanav Sab et Aarondve et Banab Uba Parshat Kidoshimti Yukzat Bitzvot Libne Yisrael Rubam Nigrarot im Inyanim in Inyane Hakorbanot Bedomim Lahem Ubim Komama Faresh Bezratoshel Hakodish Borhu. So you see that according to the Ramban, things have changed even though the Torah is given to Moshe Rabbeinu, even though the Torah is given to Moshe Rabbeinu and the, the, the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu receives is the Torah that he teaches v'nei Yisrael, <coughs> even though all of that is true. <coughs> Nevertheless, there's already, there are already subtle differences that appear in the presentation of the Torah in the book of Ayikra, and those differences are that the psukim are addressed variously to Kohanim, to Leviim, to Chotim, to sinners, because they become part of the of the process. And then even though Moshe Rabbeinu were in that famous interpretation of Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman of Bratslav. Who said that I, Moshe Rabbeinu? something wrong with me if I can't save Am Yisrael? It must be a lack of anava, of uh, <coughs> of humility. And so, HaKadosh Baruch who said, So Moshe Abedim said, erase me, erase me, take me out. I mean, it must be that the cause of the lack of humility that I'm expressing is because my name appears so often in the Torah. So even though Rav Nachman doesn't say this, but I'm telling you that here you see in the Ramban, who lived quite a few years before Rabbi Nachman Rassel, Rav Nachman of Rasul, Rav Nachman says, you know, it's not Moshe Rabbeinu's Torah anymore. It's the Torah of the Kohanim. It's the Torah of the Leviim. It's the Torah even of the Chotim as that sounds. But the address has moved from Moshe Rabbeinu to everybody. And we know that there is this ongoing problem that the Jews had, that the Jewish people had uh, about, you know, who, who's the Torah? Who does the Torah belong to? So here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, there's a change. The difference between Bereshit and Shmot on the one hand and Vayikra is that Bereshit and Shemot is about charismatic leadership. Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Yosef, these are the leaders of Am Yisrael, and then finally culminating in Moshe Rabbeinu, who's the leader. But the problem with leadership is that you could get to the point where you feel you can't do without it. I mean, what are we going to do? And so Moshe Rabbeinu's leadership had to be attacked, and the Torah had to be had to uh, be justified in spite of the attack on Moshe Rabbeinu, and that's what VaYikra is in part, according to the Ramban and Rashi. So we say it again. Rashi said that Akudosh Baruch Hu loved Moshe Rabbeinu. VaYikra. And that was true even after he couldn't go into the OMOA at will, but had to wait for an invitation. Whereas HaKadosh Baruch message to the non-Jewish prophets in the world, the Baruch message was always, you know, something temporary, something unclean. There's no comparison according to Rashi. It may seem at first blush that they're all all the same, but no, that's not the case. They're not all the same. And so we get into the Book of, of Ayikra, and we see that the Book of Ayikra is similar in some ways to the Book of Shmos and Bereshis. There's a theme, There's a there's a subject matter, there's an idea, And this is all put forth by Rashi and the Ramban. Okay. Have a wonderful Shabbat and a good weekend. And uh, we should all be happy. All the sick is not worth it. All the best.